Hey, it's Dr. Marissa Lee Naismith here, and I'm so honored to be sharing today's solo round episode with you. Learn how to increase your levels of focus, productivity, confidence, energy, and feel fulfilled in every area of your life. Because as singers, our whole body is our instrument and our instrument echoes how we feel physically, mentally and emotionally. So don't wait any longer. Take charge and optimize your instrument now. Remember that to sing is more than just learning about how to use the voice. It's about a voice and beyond. Without further ado, let's go to today's episode. often do you find yourself saying, I'm so stressed? How often do others tell you what a stressful day or week they've had? When you stop to think about it, we throw the word stress around so loosely in our everyday lives. It's almost as though we take the word for granted. It's often our go-to word when we're busy, overwhelmed, dealing with a new situation, or simply dealing with day-to-day life. Okay, but what is stress? What does it truly mean to be stressed? How does it really affect us? Life is full of unexpected situations or scenarios that create an unexpected setback. And stress is a normal human reaction that happens to everybody. Stress can be a short-term issue or a long-term problem, depending on what is going on in your life. In this episode, we're going to unpack stress and find out how our bodies respond to stress and what are some simple go-to things we can do to overcome stress. I want to share with you some of my favorite coping mechanisms that can help you in those moments of feeling stress. It's important to understand that the human body is designed to experience stress and to react to it. When we experience changes or challenges, in other words, when we experience those stresses in our lives, our body's normal reaction is to produce physical intellectual and mental responses. That's what stress is. Stress responses help our body to adjust to new situations. Therefore, stress isn't just a negative response. Stress can be positive as it keeps us alert, motivated and ready to avoid danger. For example, If you have an important test or an audition coming up, a stress response will help your body work harder and stay awake longer, and this is okay. But when stresses continue without relief or periods of relaxation, that is when stress becomes a real problem. So then, what happens to the body when we are in a stress mode? The body's autonomic nervous system controls your heart rate, breathing, vision changes and more. Its built-in stress response, that is the fight or flight response, helps the body face stressful situations. When a person has long-term stress, that is that they are chronically stressed, that continued activation of the stress response will cause wear and tear on the body. 
This is when physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms develop. So let's break these down a little further. Some of the physical symptoms of stress can include aches and pains, chest pain, or a feeling like your heart is racing. You can feel exhaustion or have trouble sleeping. You may experience headaches, dizziness, or shaking. You may have high blood pressure, muscle tension, or jaw clenching. You may even experience stomach or digestive problems and a weakened immune system. In terms of the emotional and mental symptoms, stress can also lead to anxiety or irritability, depression, panic attacks, and sadness. Many of these physical, emotional, and mental symptoms can also be associated with other things too. And the problem with stress is that it's often difficult to diagnose and is highly subjective. A healthcare provider may use questionnaires to understand your stress and how it impacts on your life. But only the person experiencing it can determine whether it's present and how severe it feels. Often, And most unfortunately, when some people suffer with chronic stress, they try to manage it with really unhealthy behaviors, which can lead to addictions and other behaviors that can be detrimental. And some of these are drinking alcohol too much or too often, gambling, overeating or developing an eating disorder, participating compulsively in sex, shopping or internet browsing, smoking and using drugs. The good news is that regularly using stress management techniques can help you avoid most physical, emotional and behavioral symptoms of stress. You can't avoid stress. That's just part of life. But you can stop it from becoming overwhelming by implementing some of these daily practices. So let's look at some of these things that you can do to keep you staying on top of stress and to keep you in a positive mindset. Reframing how we think about stress. Stress is not something we often get to choose and at times we don't have the opportunity to take it off our wish list. But we can reframe how we think about stress. It's mind over matter. Most of us have been trained to think of stress as the enemy and that stress can kill you. However, there is now a new school of thought that is the result of researching stress, that tells us that it's the way that you think about stress that's harmful. There was a study that tracked 30,000 adults in the US over a period of 10 years and asked them if they experienced stress in their lives and if they believed that stress is harmful. They found that for the subset of people who had very stressful lives and strongly believed that stress was harmful, they had a 43% risk of dying from any cause over the next decade. And for those who had the most stressful lives and didn't believe that stress could be harmful, they were the most likely to be alive at the end of the decade. 
So this research suggests that stress is not always the enemy, but it's how we perceive stress that's the problem. Okay, is it possible too that your mind can create some positive outcomes that we don't usually associate with stress? The stress mindset effect, which is the idea that the way we think about stress can make your body's responses to stress healthier, can make a change to what happens in your brain in times of stress that make you braver, more resilient, more willing to accept help from others. And these mindsets can change the course of how stress affects you. As I said earlier, realistically, there is no good stress. This is a misconception. And for most of us, we don't get to choose how stressful our lives are. And COVID-19 is a perfect example of that. We didn't choose for this pandemic to come into our lives. And in a normal circumstance, life can be difficult anyway. It can be good or bad, but usually stress arises in you when something you care about is at stake. Stress is a physiological thing and it often involves hormones and energy and brain activity that is trying to push you in the direction of meeting life. It's your thoughts, your emotions, your biology, your stress hormones, your adrenaline, your desire to reach out to others. Sometimes it is a sense of outrage and anger that helps you meet a moment that matters. In those moments of stress, some of those instincts are going to be helpful and healthy, while others are not. It's about learning more about your stress responses and the repertoire that is available to you and how do you get good at managing stress. It's learning to identify in a moment of stress, whether it is a time of slowing down and taking a breath in life or... Is it a moment that requires you being vulnerable and asking for help? Or is this a time that requires rising to the challenge because it's an emergency and you need that adrenaline level to rise to the occasion? That can all be good stress. This is just by reframing energy that can be harnessed. These are all grounded in biological reality. When we are really stressed, there are changes in our brains and in our hormone levels. You can start to feel really alone and most people don't realize this is your body trying to give you energy, just like when your heart is pounding. When you are lonely, it is your heart and your brain trying to get you connected. It is making you hungry for support and for connection. It produces a hunger for social contact and community. It's just another type of stress signal that people really misread and want to withdraw. When it comes to stress, reframing your thoughts can become a most practical way of changing your mindset. Life is an interpretation and the language that we use will influence the way that we think and we feel. Whatever word you use after I am is how you manifest in the mind. Then the body and the mind connect and we create that. It's things like I'm sick, I'm not feeling well, 
We can manifest those conditions in our minds. It's not as though we ignore those things and act as though they are not there. But the more we think those things and eliminating the word stress and overwhelm and reframing those thoughts can be powerful also. However, there is a balance between wanting to be so positive that we can ignore the reality. So just be careful. We must learn to prioritize our time. Too often we have so much on our plates with our careers, our relationships, our friends, our families, our hobbies, or our side hustle. There's so much going on. And with the stress of the world around us, especially at present, life can be really overwhelming at times. We can feel that life is pulling us in so many different directions when we already feel fragmented. We end up feeling wiped out, stressed out and burnt out all the time. Being those things is not a good strategy for conquering your days or even on a more basic level, just simply trying to enjoy life. You must create priorities. There's that old saying in life, if it doesn't rain, it pours. How often do you find that everything just seems to happen all at once? All those opportunities, all those tasks, all those meetings, all those emails, and all those who are demanding of your time. And it's simply not possible to give 100% to everything all at once. And when we are stressed in the present moment, it's hard to be optimistic about the future because we are constantly thinking, I can't do all these things. There's just too much going on. But with a little bit of effort, we can take control of a situation and remain positive. This is by planning and prioritizing. Do you have a set of goals and priorities for your day, your week and your month? I promise you that by narrowing your view of what is most important will help you feel more in control of the here and the now as well as those long-term tasks. We put so much pressure on ourselves and we think we have to do all these different things all at once and we have to do them all perfectly well right now. Well, I hate to say that it's not always going to be perfect and you don't have to do it all now. So you can allow yourself to let go of that pressure. You can't do a million things all at once. So literally do yourself the favor, relax your mind, take a breath, embrace the opportunities in front of you and prioritize. You can start prioritizing by creating a list of all those tasks, list them in an order of what is most important, what is most urgent, pick the top priorities and start ticking them off your list one at a time. Give yourself permission to eliminate, to delegate, to prioritize, to breathe and to work hard in the moment when it's necessary. 
and really be grateful and embrace those opportunities in front of you. You know, you may never ever have them again. It's also important in those moments to give yourself permission to work hard. Many of us beat ourselves up when we're overwhelmed or stressed, and that's not helpful. Instead, say to yourself, I have a lot on my plate and now is the time I really need to bunker down and sacrifice. It's okay right now to work hard and push past your comfort zone. In life, you are not always going to have the perfect workload all the time. There will be days when you will be in overload and then you will have days when there's only a few things on your plate for that day. Not every day is going to be comfortable. Life doesn't work like that. So be willing to go all in and sacrifice when you have to. I believe life is full of seasons. There will be seasons when you have to work hard to plant the seeds that will lead you to reaping the big benefits. So don't beat yourself up when you have to go all in. Change your mindset about these times and get on with it and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy the changing seasons. Take a moment to think about your accomplishments and don't focus on what you didn't get done. I know this sounds really basic and, you know, it is, but I promise you that it will help you manage your stress and in turn, this will help you in your everyday peak performance. You deserve to live your best life. Okay, let's talk about meditation. I know this might be a bit woo-woo for some of you, but you need to start your day armed, ready to deal with anything that life presents you, and meditation is a proven stress relief. Meditation can help us center ourselves amidst the chaos and the stress, the struggle and the challenge, and a bad day. It will help us flip from angst to ease, from chaos to clarity. We need to learn to center ourselves in times when we need it and also when we don't need it. It needs to become a daily habit. It is a discipline that we can gift ourselves. You must learn to train your mind to disengage from the drama and the stress so that you can deal with the times in the future that are 50 times more stressful. You need to have the mental energy to deliver your best, stay focused and feel vibrant and energized. If your ability to deal with stress is dictating your ability to be your best self, live your best life and reach your goals, you need a centering practice every day so that in the moments that matter, you are able to anchor down and go for it. It has become so important to me to recalibrate every morning and remove any residual emotional baggage or stress from the previous day by meditating. No day is perfect, but you can set your day up ready to go with a meditation practice. 
For some of you, centering yourself means closing your eyes, thinking about who you want to be, what is important in your life, calming your mind down. Whereas for others, centering could be laying down and taking a quick nap. For some of you, it can be important self-talk. And for some of you, that can be meditation. Personally, if I don't center myself by meditating first thing every morning, even if it's for a quick 10 minutes, that day I will feel overwhelmed and my stress cup will overflow. My days are usually quite chaotic, so I have to make sure that I take the time every single day to give my brain a rest. But whatever it is you do, it is important to center in on your breath. Deep breaths, the recommended, is six to seven meditations per week for 10 to 26 minutes long. There is so much science that supports the importance of meditation. It is proven in science that meditation helps people become more creative, less stressed, happier and healthier in almost every area of their lives. It is not a spiritual idea or a woo-woo thing as most of you might think. And to be completely honest, I always thought that. I thought it was woo-woo. In 50,000 brains studied in a meditation study, it was conclusive how meditation alleviates stress and proves overall health. And yet, it is hard to believe that people don't meditate. Your brain is not wired to go all day consuming all that data and all that information, but it does. And it is capable of it, but it's also capable of burning out. The brain is like the motor in the car. It can deal with the road trip, but it can't keep going forever without falling apart. That is what happens with most people. You need to be able to switch off the brain, power down and let your brain access something higher than your immediate needs in that moment in time. Every major highly successful person meditates and are unashamedly known to meditate. Any of the people at the highest level of their profession or sport meditate. Those who are earning seven-figure incomes meditate because they need the edge, they need to recharge, and they need that reconnection with creativity. Did you know the Seinfeld show was a result of Jerry Seinfeld meditating? He needed to meditate to find that creative access to be that funny. I love Jerry Seinfeld. Meditation is a way to tap into a deeper level of your brainwaves or a deeper consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Tranquility is the new modern day luxury and it comes at no cost in the serenity of the early hours of the morning. This is a great time to meditate. If you have never meditated, or you may even meditate once in a while on a per needs basis, but you don't think that it's necessary for you all the time, especially when you're feeling good, now is a great time to make it a daily part of your life. You can learn to center yourself every single day. Meditation helps us get back to our high performance mindset and physical health. 
If you've never tried it, set aside time today. Find a meditation app and go for it. Your mind will love you for it. I promise. Exercise is a powerful antidote to the modern epidemics of anxiety, depression, loneliness, and stress. Did you know that the body has the power over the physical thought? So when you feel symptoms of stress coming on, even a short walk can boost your mood. This is the perfect time to walk outside and get some fresh air as well as some vitamin D, especially as many of us work indoors and we end up spending all our days inside. You do have to be fair and reasonable with exercise and do what you can when you can. Sometimes your schedule won't allow for a long and intense exercise session then there are those days when you have to listen to your body. Yes, you have to listen to your body. Take the tortoise and the hare approach to exercise. Easy and carefully for longevity. Doing more than you are physically capable of will cause injury and burnout and you will dread exercise and you won't do it. If something causes you pain, stop immediately. Learn what is good for your body and know your limitations. The last thing you want is to be injured. For me, going to the gym is a stress relief. It's that time when I empty my stress cup. It's also the time for social interaction, connecting with others. And if I can't talk, I'm training too hard and I slow down. In achieving long term success and happiness, you have to get yourself moving every single day. For some of you, that could mean a 30-minute walk every day and make sure you walk briskly. For others, it can be biking, swimming, jogging or doing CrossFit. No matter what it is, you need to find the thing that really works for you and shift it around. In maintaining physical activity, you need variability. If you tend to mix it up, you will stick at it longer. The brain rewards you every time you do something new. And when you do something new, it brings you joy and it elevates your physical experience. Your brain gets addicted to vulnerability. It loves change. The brain releases dopamine and oxytocin. Those chemicals are released in your body when we do something new that brings us joy. If you go to the same restaurant every week, it loses its pep and its zeal. And this is the same with exercise. Mixing it up will help you stick with it longer. It is recommended that you do five to six workouts per week. So that means that you have to move five to six times per week. I hate exercise but I love how it makes me feel. I feel so much more energized and productive on the days that I exercise. If I don't exercise, my stress levels increase. I need those endorphins to help me cope with my massive work weeks. So my weekly sessions are broken down to one or two Pilates sessions, 
two gym sessions where I incorporate some weight training and two 45-minute walks per week. And one of these walks is with my husband on a Sunday morning. We walk, then we grab a coffee and we sit in the park and have our coffee and talk. We both love it. So why do I do all this? Because I want to feel good. I know it helps me manage my stress levels, but it also energizes me. How many of you notice that when you sit in that sedentary state, it affects your brain, but it also makes you feel really lethargic? Sitting has been called the new smoking. The sedentary lifestyle is the worst thing for your health. Okay. No one is saying that you have to run a marathon. And to be honest, I don't like running at all. I believe the only people who should run are those who are being chased by someone who has a gun or a knife. Otherwise, running is a complete waste of time. You also don't need to leap from tall buildings or do CrossFit or throw weights around. The best recommendation is just 60 minutes of gentle exercise to help you increase your energy levels, improve your productivity, manage your day's stress, and give you the endurance to offer your best throughout the whole day. During the day, you can get up and move, stretch, bounce, activate your body every hour. These things are important to increasing your frequency and to elevating your mood. So try it for three weeks and notice how moving impacts your days. A word of advice, you have to create space, time and routine for it to be in your life as a regular part of your week. You need to have a plan when you are going to exercise during the week. And I put this in my weekly planner as part of my scheduling my timetable for the week ahead. And another piece of advice, and this is a little disclaimer, before you begin an exercise regime, you need to consult your doctor or health professional who knows your body, your genetics, and how your physical health is affecting you. Okay, now it's time for you to work out so you can control your stress levels and have the energy to serve and to fulfill your mission. I don't care about what you look like because it has nothing to do with body image and it's not about body shaming. It's about having the energy to manage your day and deal with life's challenges. Sleep is one of the most important aspects of our lives, health and longevity, and yet it's becoming more and more neglected in our society. And this neglect comes with devastating consequences. Our lack of sleep can compromise our immune system, energy levels, performance outcomes. It stifles creativity, builds tension in our working relationships, and creates stress. So lack of sleep doesn't just affect you physically, it also affects you mentally and emotionally. Another reason to sleep seven to eight hours every night is because there is a very high correlation between stress and stress and a lack of sleep. If you're having really busy days, 
teaching all day, working all day, going home to answer the emails you didn't have time to respond to. Then you're cooking, dealing with children. It all creates stress. And this releases the cortisol hormone in our blood, in our bodies, and in our cells. So now we feel stressed throughout the whole day. We use our brain throughout the whole day, and that is using more cells. When most people go to bed, they think it's relaxing. They feel good, but sleep time is recovery time. What happens to your brain is that it goes into a dishwasher mode. You load the dishwasher before bed, and in the morning, the dishes are clean. And that's what happens to your brain. Neurochemicals start moving and dealing with the debris of cellular decline So as your cells become older or as they get used, that is the neurotransmitters getting used up, there is debris then at night. Your dishwasher goes on in your brain. It doesn't happen at 10am. It doesn't happen at noon. The only time it happens is when we go into a deep sleep and the dishwasher turns on. It deals with all the debris and all that cortisol, the stress hormone. You will always find yourself sharper, smarter and more creative in the mornings. You wake up with all these ideas. You feel more creative and that's because the debris of cell decay has been dealt with. You feel less or no stress in the morning than what you do, say, in the afternoon. And I know that's how I feel. Sleep will give you a positive mindset. So if you're a grump and you are stressed, look at your sleep patterns. For me, if I'm sleep deprived, I become an emotional basket case. I start crying at the drop of a hat. You can't even ask me how I'm feeling and I'll cry. And I've done that many a times. It's really embarrassing, but it's because I haven't had enough sleep. When I was working professionally, and at one time I was doing 11 gigs per week, I was severely sleep deprived. I had to work a lot harder at the gig to stay at my peak performance levels. I was stressed out because at times my brain wouldn't function. I couldn't deal with the audience members talking to me in my breaks when I just wanted to be left alone, and my mind was filled with negative self-talk. I was full of self-doubt, asking myself, am I going to get through this next set? Can I make it to the end of the night? I was also saying to myself that I can't keep doing this. I was simply stressed through sleep deprivation. So what was really happening here? Your amygdala, the part of your brain that triggers strong negative emotions, is more easily hijacked when you're tired. And the prefrontal cortex, that is the part of your brain that helps you to manage those negative emotions, can't do its job when you haven't had enough rest. Sleep helps you with your ability to have less stress in your relationships also. People who have the greatest and most enduring conflicts in their immediate circle of family and friends all share one common theme, and that is the lack of rest, as well as communication. Lack of communication can come from irritability, and the lack of sleep creates stress. 
So if you're a person who is constantly in conflict with others, please check your sleeping patterns. You become more irritable and more impatient the less you sleep. It's a vicious cycle. A lot of unhappiness comes from lack of sleep. If you're a grump, look at your sleep patterns. Everything in your life, your surroundings, your work, your family will change by sleeping well. Sleep will give you a positive mindset and will help you alleviate stress. Life is full of unexpected situations or scenarios that create an unexpected setback. And stress is a normal human reaction that happens to everyone. So don't be hard on yourselves. These were just a few things you can do to stay positive and shift your mindset in those times of high stress. But if you need extra support, that's okay. There's no shame in admitting you need help and you need to confide in someone you trust. Seek a therapist or talk to your doctor. Give yourself permission to ask for help. It's okay if you can't do it on your own and it's worth reaching out to others. Managing your stress levels will help you reach your highest performance levels in every area of your life help you stay focused, be more fulfilled, more excellent and on purpose. Now is the time to take good care of your body each day, eat right, exercise and get enough sleep to help your body handle stress far better. It's important to accept that you can't control everything. So in those moments when it's all too much, Stay positive, practice gratitude and acknowledge the good parts of your life. Find ways to let go of worry about things you cannot change. It's time for you to live your best life. Let go of stress. Learn to manage your stress now. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Voice and Beyond. Now is an important time for all of us to spread positivity and empowerment in our Singing Voice community. It's time for you to invest in your own self-care, personal growth and education. Use every day as an opportunity to learn and to grow so you can show up for your students feeling energized, empowered and ready to deliver your best. Be the best role model and mentor you can possibly be and watch your students thrive as you do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to share it with a friend or a colleague who you think will be inspired by this. Copy and paste the link and share it with the people you think will enjoy listening to this show. Please share it on social media and use the hashtag A Voice and Beyond. If you would like to help me, please rate and review this podcast and cheer me on by clicking the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts right now. I would love to know what it is you enjoyed the most about this episode and what was the biggest takeaway for you. 
I promise you there are many episodes to follow as I'm committed to bringing you more inspiration and conversations just like this one. I'd like to finish up with my final thoughts. Remember that to sing is more than just learning how to use a voice. As singers, our whole body is the instrument and our bodies echo what we feel physically, mentally and emotionally. So singing is not just about the voice. It's about a voice and beyond. Please take care of yourself and I look forward to your company next time.